Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to our boardroom chat. Kathy, I'm excited that people love this segment that I we am, do. too. We keep getting great feedback, lots of great, test, lots of great hey, testimonies. Yeah. I hope you will share this with someone because somebody needs to hear what we're going to say Hallelujah. today. Hallelujah. Now, share means what? Go and tell someone or yeah, actually put them online? How many times do I have to tell you this? Tell me again one more time. <laughs> they just share. They press the little click. There's a little thing with a little share button. And when they do, it goes to people that they know. Okay, that, that good. follow them. Hallelujah, Jesus. I think. Yes. <laughs> I want to ask you a question. And you don't know where I'm going. She has You're no idea where me. I'm going. I said, why are you such a good Christian? Well, I'm such a good Christian. <laughs> Am I? Oh, you consider me a good Christian? I consider you a good Christian. I think it's because I love Jesus. I take the time every day to spend time with him and reading his word, and I just keep growing. I'm, I hope that I'll continue to get better so, each day. You're a real pest. I, well, I'm a pest to the devil, that's for sure. <laughs> she I was a pest she to the don't know devil. where I'm going, ladies and gentlemen. I was a pest to the devil when you weren't born again and okay. all those that are my family okay. that weren't born again. This is what I want to talk about today. She didn't know I was going to do this. Forty-two years ago, I preached a sermon called The Pestilent Fellow. It went not viral, but in those days, you know, people said, would you please preach that? I want to talk about being a real pest. How I got a man walked up to me and said, you know, you are a real pest. Because I was preaching, at first I thought it was an insult. If I found out it was one of the greatest compliments I've ever received in my life. And you know, what I just gave you is one of the greatest compliments you ever received in your life. Because in Acts chapter 24, verse 5, the Apostle Paul said, was said this, For we have found this man a pestilent fellow, a move of sedition among all the Jews throughout the world, and a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes. The word pest. A pestilent means a Christian disease, <laughs> a plague. Everywhere he went, he went around infecting people with Jesus Christ. Praise when you God. saw him, he had God. When Kathy got saved, she was a pest to me. She was trying to infect me with the gospel of Jesus every day. You're going to get saved whether you like it or not. I mean, she, and she, was, she became a ringleader. Her and my mama, they get together of the second of the night, which means a military commander. Hmm. And this man was such a powerful man. And I want to talk about that pestilent fellow. And, then, and I want you to read in the Amplified. And well, first just read that verse 5 in the Amplified and in the Passion. And then I want to go to verse 1, if you okay. don't mind. I, I read it to you in the King James. Let me read it again. For we have found this man, a pestilent fellow, and a move of sedition among the Jews throughout the world, and a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes. In other words, a lawyer was mad at him. Because of his witness for Jesus. What does it say, verse 5 in the, in the Amplified? It says, for we have found this man a perfect pest, a real plague, <laughs> an agitator and source of disturbance to all the Jews throughout the world, and a ringleader of the heretical, is that how you say the word? Heretical? Uh, let me see it. Heretical? That's close enough. Def, div, Division-producing sect of the Nazarenes. <laughs> now go to the Passion Translation. Watch this. This is the kind of Christian we should be. Think yeah. about this. People get yeah. around you, you just get infected. We got viruses and godliness <laughs> that just goes inside of people. He says, for we have found this man to be a contagious plague, <laughs> a I seditious man who continually stirs up riots among the Jews all over the Ooh. world. He has become a ringleader of the sect known as the Nazarenes. Boy, I have been called a stirring up stuff in the church because I believe this gospel. That's right. I made up my mind that you can be blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going in, blessed going out. I made up my mind that you didn't have to be sick. I made up my mind that you didn't have to be depressed, discouraged, despondent. None of that stuff. If you just become a pestilent fellow. <laughs> you know, I was in uh, at a women's conference last <laughs> February. You don't know this, but uh -huh. I was preaching on a, a message that the Lord gave me. And out of my spirit, I told the women that were there, because it was a beautiful conference there in Colorado Springs. And I said, you need to realize that God has called you to be a super spreader. You know, because that <laughs> word was big everywhere. Super, they were word, don't become a super spreader. But we need to be yeah. on the opposite side of that and be a super spreader of faith. Isn't that something? That's yeah. a good word. A pestilent fellow. Now, I want to read this. See, this man, everywhere he, when he went and tried, they called the division. He was preaching the gospel. He was trying to divide them f from them and sin. He was trying to get the sin out and make people understand that Jesus Christ 
was the son of the living God. So they hired this hotshot lawyer named Tertullus mm -hmm. to bring Paul to court. And in Acts chapter 24, verse 1, I want to read it. It says, and after five days, Ananias, the high priest. Now, this went all the way to the top of the Jewish world. Descended with the elders and with a certain orator named Tertullus, who informed the governor against Paul. And when he was called for, Tertullus began to accuse him, saying, Seeing that by thee we enjoy great quietness, and that very worthy deeds are done unto this nation by thy providence, we accept it always, he's talking to the governor, and all places most noble, Felix, with all thankfulness, notwithstanding that I be not further tedious unto thee. Don't that sound like a lawyer? He's talking to the, uh, uh, to the governor. I pray that thou wouldest hear of, uh, uh, hear of us thy clemency a few words. This Tertullus guy ain't never spoke a few words in his life. He's a hot shot lawyer, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. Now, I, I, want, I want you to read verse 1 all the way through uh, to verse 4 of the Amplified. Okay. And I want, I want you to get it now when I call our everyday language. Go ahead. Okay, it says, Five days later, the high priest Ananias came down from Jerusalem to Caesarea with some elders and certain forensic ad a certain forensic advocate, Tertullus, acting as a spokesman and counsel, they presented to the governor their evidence against Paul. And when he was called, Tertullius began the comp complaint against him by saying, since through you we obtain and enjoy much peace, and since okay. by... Right. Okay. No, so he's, he's saying nice words to the governor. Felix, he's stroking Felix. Yeah, the governor. he sure is. <laughs> and since by your foresight and your provision, wonderful reforms, amendments, and improvements are introduced and effected on behalf of this nation... In every way and in every place, <clears throat> most excellent Felix, we accept and acknowledge this with deep appreciation and with all gratitude. But not to hinder or detain you too long, I beg you in your clemency and courtesy and kindness to grant us a brief and concise hearing. Just that statement was not brief. No. It was not concise. And then he goes on to say, we have found this man a pestilence, a, a Christian <clears throat> disease. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I said, Lord, I want to be a Christian disease. I want to go around infecting people with the word of the Lord Jesus, with the love of God, with the healing of God, with the power of God. Watch this. With the prosperity of God. Here, not when you get to heaven, on earth as it is in heaven. Think about that. And I, I, I was one thing I've always knew about Kit. Kathy was a great witness. She just wouldn't give every day. And I, and I was a great sinner. Two greats get together, something's going to explode here. You see what I'm saying? But her greatness was far greater than my greatness. My greatness was to sin. Her greatness was to live for the Lord Jesus. And I kept saying, I said, why do you want to talk about this all the time? She couldn't help herself because she, she was a Christian virus. <laughs> super going spreader. Around. In fact, a super, super spreader. spreader. <laughs> Even telling her family. And everywhere she went, I mean, it was just one of the most amazing well, things. Well, it's like I had found the most important news that I'd ever heard in my whole life. Well, of course, wouldn't I want to share this news with everyone that I loved or cared sure. about? Even people I didn't care about needed to know about mm -hmm. God. You know, because before I got born again, I never thought about God. I was, wasn't a, uh, agnostic or anything. I was just indifferent. Right. I was in another whole world. But all of a sudden, it's like the, the light bulb went off and the reality of heaven was so real. Amen. And then because heaven was real, definitely, uh, we know about heaven because of the Bible, well, then hell must be real. Yes, indeed. And I didn't want anyone that I knew to go <clears throat> there. So that's, I couldn't wait to, to share with my family the moment I was in there presence because we didn't have like the communications we have today no, this today, was way no. back in early 70s and i remember i couldn't wait to till i got with them to tell them what i knew well you had a passion i didn't about know this. a lot but i what i did know was real and it transformed my you, life you know kathy it, it, it doesn't take much to get somebody saved. you don't have to know it so i know a lot about the bible man you don't need to know a lot this thing is so powerful it'll change a murderer who the Apostle Paul, who was called Saul of Tarsus, a right. murderer, right. a bloodthirsty persecutor into the Apostle Paul, St. Paul, one of the greatest intellectual minds, I personally be the greatest intellectual mind ever drawn to the rim of Christianity. And he never lost that pestilent felons. So now do you understand that I shock you when I said, you know, you're a real pest. Did you, <laughs> did you, you didn't remember? I did remember it. I knew, I knew where you, you know were going. going. I remember in? your messages. Praise the yeah, Lord. I had Jesus. an idea. I knew it wasn't being insulted. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Otherwise, so, I probably would have given you a different response. Yeah, she, 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 she would have given me to the hospital or the morgue. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's your choice. Which you you know, hospital or the morgue. Yes. When you understand that, I love that. And he said he was a ringleader. 
of, of the sect of the Nazarene, which means a military commander. Mm -hmm. In other words, he knew what to do with the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. I really think in these days and times, if you look at what's going on around the world today, people are so confused. They don't know what's going on. I mean, you think about it. You know, our greatest problem is this or our greatest problem is that. No, our greatest problem is sin. That's the greatest problem. That's what stained the earth. That's why all the other junk comes from that. You see, but Jesus, God gave us Jesus who was made perfect, who did not sin. Yet he could have sinned. He was tempted in all mannerisms as we were. Think about that. So any temptation you ever had in your life, now I know it's hard for your mind to understand that or conceive that. Jesus had that same temptation. Yet the Bible says without sin. Why? He was a pestilent fellow. He was right. a, a what well, he didn't even come to even produce Christianity. He just came that you might know the Father. And everywhere he went, he began to infect people until people began to stand up against him. And guess who stood up against him? Not Rome. Right, that was the church. That's right. The Jews. Isn't that something? And nothing against the Jewish people, the Jewish people. And what was happening is God was introducing well, grace and love like the Jews had well, never seen before. Because to them, boy, you don't make God mad, he'll kill you. You see, when God is a loving God, yes, there's a judgment side to God, just like there's a judgment side to you. If your children obeyed you and do everything you tell them, they will never see your judgment side. Mm. You just want to be a blessing to them. Mm -hmm. So when God introduced Jesus as the son of God, oh, man. Well, they Paul said, himself was a persecutor oh, A, a bloodthirsty persecutor. And he went after, he was a Jew himself. And he, I and call him an Osama bin Laden. Of the past. That's what he was. He, would he was killing people all in the name of God. He, he actually had letters from the high priest with authority to drag anybody that served Jesus into prison, into right. jail. And so here it is. He encounters Jesus on the road to Damascus and totally gets that radical turnaround. He met in his a real past then, buddy, when he met Jesus. <laughs> and he got, and it was contagious. It completely. <laughs> I mean, he was completely changed. Yes. Now, let me tell you something. People, let me tell you something. You know why I know Jesus was real? Let's get to the his, history part of it. Jesus was just totally real and the Son of God. These men and women went through hell. That's about the only way I can say that, through persecution. They would have never done that. But they saw him walk the water. They saw him raise the dead. They saw him heal the sick. They saw him bless people financially. He, okay. They saw him feed 5,000 people with a two peace fish dinner. They saw him look at a prostitute and say, neither do I condemn you. Go sin no more. Mm -hmm. Think about that. But you wouldn't go through all that. You would not do that unless this person, Jesus, was real. That's right. Just that, and Paul said, even at his life, when they about ready to chop his head off, that's got pretty gross. He says, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I kept the faith. What course? Being a pestilent fellow, mm -hmm. a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes, and we're preaching the messages that he preached today, reading the letters that he sent to the church. Right. My point is simply that you don't have time to get discouraged if you're a real pest. <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have time for that stuff. You just take this word of God and saturate yourself. Right. You don't have time to be concerned or worried about sickness and disease. I'm not saying they hadn't attached itself to your body. I'm not saying they didn't attack you. But Jesus said, no, that is formed against you going to prosper. He said that through Isaiah in the scripture there. Mm -hmm. It didn't say the weapon wouldn't be formed. So really, it just won't prosper. So I made up my mind. I know I'm in the world, and I don't deny what's around me. But because this, this Christian infection is so overtaken me, Mm -hmm. That uh, and it's so pure that it doesn't have any variance. Mm -hmm. It's the same yesterday, today, today and, and forever. forever. You see that it, I don't have time to be concerned about just how bad it is out there. Mm -hmm. the, and the reason why I know that the Bible says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man shall come. Let me show you how dumb sometimes we can be. We have the power not to raise prices, yet sometimes we will make a shortage or something to raise prices which makes no sense whatsoever at all because we want somebody to believe our way. So what we do is put the pressure on them in the financial way. You see what I'm saying? I, you know, people say, why did God let all his children die in Africa, starvation? Let me help you, ladies and gentlemen. God never done that. The man's done that. That's man's inhumanity to man. Wherever there's a great famine, you look across this planet, you'll find a great harvest somewhere else. We have enough food to feed up every woman, every man, every boy, every girl in the world. I'm talking about these, 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 these nations out here. 
But, but if they don't have any money, they can't buy it. There's been time when we couldn't store the corn in the silos. We had to stick it on top of the ground out in the, in the field. Yet they got children dying in Africa. They got children dying in, in India. There's poor everywhere. They got so much food loss. My God. And you think, well, why don't we do it? Because of man's inhumanity. You can't blame God for that. Because he created this planet to produce enough food. Yes. He did it through Joseph and in Egypt when the famine hit. He set them all up so they wouldn't die. Do you understand? So the reason why these great men and women became the people they are, I mean, St. Peter, St. Paul, St. James, St. John, call them what you want, the apostle, whatever, Mary Magdalene, the mother of Jesus, is because they were pestilent fellows. They were Christian diseases going and infect anyone they could get their hands on. Right. And they did it with the, with the serum or with the infection of love. That's right. Instead of pressure, pride. You know, hatred. You do what I tell you. You go on to hell in this way. No, they didn't say you're going to hell in a loving way. They wanted you to go to hell. But these people wanted you to go to hell to separate you from sin, to separate you from sickness, to separate you from disease. That's what the pestilence felt. And then they became ringleaders so much that 2,000 years they made me a pestilent fellow <laughs> when, I, when I read their gospel through Jesus Christ. So yeah. it, it, it's just such a blessing well, this, of the Lord. This was the opinion of that lawyer of that oh, day when us. Paul had been drug, dragged into court. And he had, he had to listen to all this, all these attacks against him. But we could, we could take it in a positive way because if, if you're speaking out for God and you're attacked, the enemy's not going to be happy about what you're saying, so you can expect oh, those attacks. How much time I've been persecuted? But still, and all well, we. But the point is, can I finish my point? Yeah, you're still talking. <laughs> I, I, I just throw no. it in there. No. <laughs> well, the Go point. Ahead there, we yo, all get the big pers test. <laughs> <laughs> Persecutions out there, like you say, Percy's not cute. Percy's not cute. No, I don't care about Percy. But whenever we share the gospel, we should be doing it because we know we want other people's lives to be totally, radically changed and and set free and, and to know God in a personal way because that's the best life you could ever do, have on earth. Do you know some people call you a heretic because you, you believe in prosperity? They call me a heretic because I believe in prosperity. When they finally gave Paul a chance to talk, mm -hmm. you know what he said in verse what, 14? What did he say? He said, but this I confess unto thee, that after the way, not a way or some way, the way, which they call heresy, because if Jesus is the way, you can't get lost. If he's the truth, he cannot be deceived. He's the life the devil can't kill you. He's talking about this way. Notice verse 14. But this I confess unto thee, that after the way, which they call heresy, so worship I the God of my fathers, believing all things, what? Believing what? All things, which are written in the word or the law and in the prophets. That's in another chapter 24. No, that's well, you're 24, chapter we're 24, still in 24, verse uh, 14. Okay, I was so, in the see, wrong see, chapter. So they tell me, well, why are you believing that healing? Because I, 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 sickness hurts. Sickness is not good. Why do you believe in prosperity? Because broke is crazy. My God, you're living in an economic world, you know? You understand? I don't love money. I don't fall in love with money, but I use money every day of my life. I'm using money right now for, as you're watching this boardroom chat through that camera. That camera costs money. All this stuff that you can't see. All the people behind the camera cost money. You understand? I mean, you live in an economic world. That's okay with me. You understand? But you see, this way must be preached. What way? The pestilent fellow. This infection of disease so we can get rid of real sickness. Right. Real cancer, diabetes, high blood pressure, crippling arthritis, infectious disorder, all kinds of different things. Poverty. My Lord, the first thing Jesus said in the first sermon he ever preached to Anybody. He said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me for he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He didn't tell us to finance poverty. He didn't say socialize it. What he said was eradicate it. Get rid of it. How do you do that? By sowing seed and believe in God for that 30, that 60, that hundredfold, that harvest where you've got more than enough than you could ever use. Now you bless people. Right, right. You see, that's what the pestilent felt. Right. I get excited about this because it means so much to me. That's know? right. It's that's a passion. Good. It is good. You think I'm passionate? Of course. Praise <laughs> the Lord. Hello. Just a little. Just a little. <laughs> Why? Because it's so true. Ladies and gentlemen, it's true. I was preaching with some good friends of mine last night, and all of us are in our ages where most people think we should quit. Quit? There ain't no quitting us. Quit, quit what? Listen, let me tell you, I had a man got so mad at me, he said, what would it take for you to shut up? <laughs> he was mad at me. I said, the world to get saved, and you part of it. If you get saved and the world gets saved, I shut up. 
And you know what? He didn't know how, you know how to handle it. I said, you ready to get saved? No. I said, well, man, you just gave me some more energy to preach this message. Mm -hmm. You see, I like how he said, but this I confess unto thee after the way. Not some way. They were what way? The way, the truth, and the life way. Read that verse 14 in the Amplified and also in the Passion Translate. Now, now Paul's talking. First, Tertullus is talking. They're all talking to the governor here. Mm -hmm. But watch with Paul how he says it. In verse 14, Kathy. He says, but this I confess to you, however, that in accordance with the way of the Lord, which they call heretical division producing sect. The way of the Lord. Uh, I worship, serve the God of our fathers. Can I stop you right there? Sure. The way of the Lord was to, watch this, to bless kids that were hungry. He fed 5,000 people with a two-piece fish dinner. Come here. Come here. That's prosperity. Have you heard that before? That prosperity message, that's heresy. That's the way of the Lord, to be a blessing in the city, blessing in the, just be a blessing. Thank God that someone sold a seed of a two-piece fish dinner. Mm -hmm. God turns it into a harvest and feeds the people. That's right. what he's talking about. Read that again. That's Start right. Okay. But this I confess to you, however, that in accordance with the way of the Lord, which they call a heretical division-producing sect, I worship, serve the God of our fathers, still persuaded of the truth and believing in and placing full of confidence in everything laid down in the law of Moses or written in the prophets. Now read that in the Passion Translation. Do you see that the way of the Lord? What is the way of the Lord? The Bible, the scripture. Poverty is a curse. Why do you call it a blessing? Jesus said eradicate it. That's what Jesus said. He got rid of it. Read uh, but I do confess this to you. I worship the God of our Jewish ancestors as a follower of the way, and that way is capital W, right. which they call a sect. For I believe everything that is written in the law and the prophets. Everything. Everything. Well, so do I. I, I believe everything that is written in this scripture. Lock, stock, and barrel. Now, can I be honest with you? I, I'm a very honest man. You're you, 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 you going to know me. There's some things in this scripture I don't particularly care for. I really don't. I, I'm going to be flat. I'm going to tell you something. If I could tear them out, I'd tear them out. Am I shocking you? Why can't I do that? Because I want to be a pestilent fellow. There's things in there, some verses in here that, I, that just grate my flesh. Bless those that curse you. No. You ever been cussed out? Has somebody ever just put a flat good cussing on you? <laughs> it ain't cursing. It's cussing, boy. Did you just stick your hand in your pocket and say, I'm going to give you $20. I want to bless you. No, you will knock the head off. Yeah. So the other day when I was riding with Kathy, I didn't see this, and somebody pulled in front of some lady, and some lady gave someone a hand gesture. You said, look at that crazy woman. You I said, didn't see that. You said it. No, I didn't see it. You the one told me. Let me hand pray for gesture. Oh, Jesus, help that mind of her. Yeah, you said, look at that crazy. I didn't see the lady that you saw it. She just pulled. I didn't even know. Oh, I saw her pull out, but I didn't see no hand gesture. <laughs> That's what you said. I don't remember oh, that. Oh, Jesus, just help her, Lord. <laughs> you, see, you see? Tell your own story. Okay. <laughs> well, I am telling my own story. <laughs> now, you know what? Uh, should she have done that? Probably not, but probably oh, everybody that... has in one way, shape, or form or something like that. I don't know. You know, it reminds wrong. me of a story that um, <laughs> happened to me. It was, you know, I was driving now along. she's telling and it her seems story. Like uh, every a lot, maybe I was driving bad or whatever. People just angry, but almost everywhere I went, people would give me that hand gesture that we're talking about. Give me the middle finger. And, and it wasn't did. a peace sign. You tell them a story. <laughs> no, I'm not telling you a story. Wasn't it? And so I remember it was frustrating. And I was in. We were in the speaker room in the back. We had a believers convention. And Creflo Dollar was there. You and I. And I was just happened to bring it up. I don't know why, but I said, you know, everywhere I go lately, people have been giving me that that giving me one finger, and, <laughs> and I didn't like it while I was driving. So I said, you know, I decided that, well, if they give me one finger, I'm going to give them two. <laughs> now, <laughs> Creflo had this shocked look on his face because he thought I meant the double barrel. But I, then I did this, and then he relaxed just a bit. But, you know, yeah. when people give you that one finger, yeah. why not give them two? Yeah, like this. <laughs> the piece, like this. That's the peace sign. Or like you, this. We grew up in the 70s. You really want to give them, give them four. Live long, Live long and, and prosper. prosper. There you go. So when you understand the passage, he said, Paul said, what better. you call heresy is the word of God. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you Jesus is all over the Old Testament. Right. And I don't care what this, uh, uh, and, uh, well, I don't want to say it like that. I understand the rabbi. I understand what they teach. I understand that. I know the scripture, Hero Israel, the Lord thy God is one. I mean, I, I have everything any Jewish rabbi has in terms of his library. I got the time. I got everything. 
I got it. It's in my library, and I love it. Don't misunderstand me. But what I love about this is I see Jesus everywhere. You know, but see, people, it reminds me of the Fiddle on the Roof uh, musical. Tradition, tradition, if I was a rich man. I love that. I'm not a a musicals, but I do like that one. And because you say, if I was a rich man. Well, you know, thank God for the Jewish race, because without Judaism, Christianity would have never been born. Now you think about it. So all you Jewish people that might be watching today, Jesus is Jewish. Still is a Jew. Will be a Jew forever. Nothing wrong. Now I've been adopted. I'm Jewish myself, but I'm in the family. God adopted me in the family. He made me an offer I couldn't refuse. You see, I just accepted it. Not the traditions of things, but the gospel of what Judaism really was all about. Because it starts off with two words, three actually, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Boy, God was putting this race together mm-hmm. called mankind. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a blessing? So he expects us to be pestilent fellows. Yes. So now you may understand why I haven't retired. I could retire. Actually, I'm very tired right now. I just preached last night, got in late, and I got to fly out of here. I got to, man, I mean... While you're watching this, I am traveling. We're back in the saddle now, traveling all over. I'll just give you four days up Nashville, Tennessee, um, uh, Lewiston, Idaho, um, Helena, Montana, um, uh, Tacoma, Washington, Seattle, New Orleans, Thursday. I mean, I'm going. See, why? Pestilent fellow mm-hmm. to preach this uncompromised word of God. <clears throat> and I know there are going to be some people write me some ugly comments and stuff like that. Who do you think you are? Well, I am what this Bible says I am. I'm made in his image and in his likeness. Now, you see, I just accept what he says. Call me childish. Now, I, I, no, don't call me childish because call me childlike. God said to be childlike, not childish. So I just believe what he says. Mm-hmm. Now, and I, you want me to prove it to you? You ever saw me sick, sad, discouraged, broke, despondent? No. Why? I am so... I'm not bragging on myself. Me and Kathy both, we're so saturated with the gospel mm-hmm. that we are a Christian disease. Notice this. If you come to my meetings, what do I bring? Joy. You can't help but laugh in my services. It's going to happen. The joy of the Lord is your strength. You need that every day in your life. Right. So I'm going to be called a heretic. Oh, he, you know, he doesn't know. Okay, well, I'm going to really make you mad. You're ignorant. That's exactly the truth. No, you're not dumb. No, 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 you're not dumb. Oh, I know I'm stepping on some people's toes right now, but the Lord just told me to say, you're not dumb. You're a smart person, but you're ignorant of this. You've become homiletical, hermeneutical, philosophical, theological. When this book is a spirit book that has to be interpreted through the spirit, through a transformed mind to a crucified body. That's how Paul the apostle walked his life on a daily basis. You see? He's the one that said, be not be conformed to this world, but you're transformed by the renewal of your mind. Romans chapter 8 and all that kind of stuff. Why? He was a spirit housed in a soul, clothed in a body. Yes, he was called a heretic. Yes, he was done all this and that. But he was changing the world. You know, when they did that uh, movie about Jesus Christ, uh, uh, not movie, uh, what do you call it? The series on television a, a couple of three years ago. And Jesus got in, a, in Peter's boat and all of a sudden... Jesus was getting out of the boat, and Peter said, what are we going to do, Jesus? And I love that actor who played Jesus. He looked at Peter and said, we're going to change the world. That's right. Well, you see, that has exploded in me. Not only that statement, it exploded on Labor Day weekend 1974. The minute I got born again, I began to change the world. I began to tell people something happened. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I got criticized and all that kind of stuff. And all, and all they could remember was my past. All God can remember is my future. That's good. And my present. That's right. Because he knew where he would send me. Yeah. So he washed, he didn't just cover my past. He washed it away, never, be, never to be remembered against me anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I went to my 50th high school reunion a couple, two, three years ago. And I really enjoyed it. I did, you know, to see my classmates. And uh, a lot of them have passed away and, you know, you think people are going to live forever. Now, watch this. I expected to see them the way the last time I saw them at 17, 18. And when I walked in there, it was this. 
all of it. I went, good God. We were all changed. Mm-hmm. True. But the minute they start talking, I could hear 17, 16, you know, I could hear sophomore, junior, senior years, you know. Yeah. It came back to me. I could remember. <laughs> and you know what? They, could, they, they all said this. We never, it is impossible that you would ever become a preacher. Because you see, my past was put in their minds. That's all they could remember. Oh, God, let me go back to what God said. All I remember is your future. Because, mm-hmm. you see, every time I talk present, he's thinking future. Because the minute I say, this is where I am, the next second, I'm into the future. I keep going. That's the pestilent fellow. That's the Christian disease. Yeah. Th- that's why we believe in speaking in tongues. Oh, <laughs> you want to get somebody theological? We don't believe in that. Well, you don't have to. But wouldn't you love to pray a prayer that Satan can't understand? Because you see, that's a spiritually live language and Satan is spiritually dead. Yeah, you know, Jesse, I love that. I was thinking that, you know, when you speak up for what you believe, sometimes you're going to encounter people that, that agree with you. But most of the time, a lot of the time, you're going to encounter people that don't agree or maybe just don't understand. Right. And, you know, some of that, I, I, I enjoy a good debate. I don't mm-hmm. mind having talking with someone who doesn't un- agree with me, right. but you don't have to get into angry uh, right. arguments try to and, hurt people. and try to hurt people. But, you know, in this case, when we're talking about Paul, and he I was in a court case. A lot of times you don't agree with me, but <laughs> that's okay. We, we agree to disagree. That's right. Okay, <laughs> go back to your story. Just thought I'd throw that in there. <laughs> so Paul was talking in, in this court case, but he, you know, it came to a point where they really... He, he was fighting a losing battle, and Paul appealed to Caesar. Yeah. Remember? And then he went to Caesar, and then I remember he had to go to, it goes on, his trial went on long. Oh, yeah. And he went before this other king, Agrippa, and I like what, it was in chapter 26. And he goes in and he tells him, I think myself happy. I wanted to read that today when you started with this. If that's okay, I'm going to read it in the King James. It goes yeah. to yeah, chapter 26. I, I sound like a Cajun. I think myself happy. I love that. <laughs> king Agrippa said to Paul, because he was before another king now at this point, yeah. uh, thou, hast, thou art permitted to speak for thyself. Then Paul stretched forth the hand and answered for himself. And the first words out of his mouth was, I think myself happy, King Agrippa, because I shall answer for myself this day, before thee, touching all the things whereof I am accused of the Jews. So, see, Paul was being attacked for what he believed. He went to court, but he stood up for his rights. I love that part. He had a, he was, had a right as a Roman citizen to, to have protection under the law. And because of that, he appealed to Caesar. Remember all these things that mm-hmm. happened to him? So I, I want to just bring that out because it's important for you to speak up and stand on what's your rights. You have a right to, to stand up and say, yes. in our, the nation where we live, we have a right United to States. stand up and we Thank should God. speak and up do. and say it. But the problem, it's called freedom of speech. But the problem is so many times we worry so much about what other people are going to think that we hold back and sh- we shrink back on what God wants us to really say. When you brought up your 50-year um, re- uh, reunion with your mm-hmm. school, I remembered an incident that happened there because when... We, we came up to this one, one friend Skippy. of yours, Skippy, who is a good friend of Who's yours. Who's a pastor of a church in Georgia. Now. Great yeah. guy. Him and his wonderful wife. Yes, Blessings so of the Lord. He came up to, to me at the reunion with, with you, and he says, hey, Kathy, he was trying to find me. He says, hey, remember when we used to debate the word of God? He says, I love those times. I said, so did I. I remember that. It was so wonderful. We get together. We met them after we got born again and found out they were born again, too. So we had, yeah. we came together for a meal. All of them raised Catholic, and, and, uh, but he got born again. He's yeah. uh, uh, just, a, just a great guy. And we and started talking about the Word of God, and we, di- we didn't agree on some things. We didn't agree on... Uh, speaking in tongues, or, uh, or eternal we'll security. Eternal sc- but you know what it did? It, it forced me to get in the Word and find it out for myself. So I, I had a lot of study time. And Yeah, we went back and forth. When we get back together, I would show him my scriptures. He would show me his. And I wouldn't and say nothing. And we weren't angry. We were just loving, <laughs> studying the Word of God together and disputing. And I remember the day came. And I wouldn't say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> But did, what, didn't that what happened, though? Well, that's exactly what I remember what the happened. day came, and he told me, because he was just a, a church member, and he told me, hey, Kathy, he says, I, I can't, we can't fellowship with you. My pastor won't let me talk to you anymore. So I must have been winning the argument is what I have to say. I must have said, so I thought myself happy that day. Yeah, you thought so. And they, they, they're great people. They really are. He's been pastoring the church there. And uh, is it Rome, Georgia? I think Georgia, yeah. And, but, uh, I'm not, and I mean for a long, long time. So it, mm-hmm. it's just such a blessing of the Lord. You see, the kind of man I am, 
But we weren't angry. No. We were, we were See, uh, just love the word uh, of God. Uh, we're uh, studying uh, together. You're going to let me finish my story. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just using your word. The kind of man I am. It's okay for me if you're Baptist or if you're Methodist <clears throat> or you're Episcopalian or you're Presbyterian or you're Church of God or you're Church of Christ or you're Word of Faith or you're Full Gospel or you're Assemblies of God or you're United Pentecostal or you're Catholic. I have, have no problems with that. Right. Mm-hmm. I can agree to disagree on things. Yeah. What I will tell you, what I believe, I am a pest about mm-hmm. it. I am an infectious disease going to infect people with the gospel. Right. Not my way of thinking. The gospel. Right. The gospel. And a ringleader. God is, I don't mean this privately, he's placed me in a position that I'm, I have a global ministry literally all over the world preaching this gospel on broadcast television as far as uh, social media, everything you can think of, and, and, and to God be the glory for it. And I tell you what, persecution, I have walked through some, now, I mean persecution. And you see, Paul, let me tell you, people get so mad at you that sometimes they want to hurt you. Now, I, I want to read verse 5. Uh, in, in Acts chapter in? 24, for we have found this man a pestered a fellow in the move of sedition among all the Jews throughout the world and a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes. Watch verse 6. Who hath also gone about to profane the temple. He was preaching the gospel whom we took and would have judged according to our law. They wanted to hurt him. Watch this. But the chief captain, Lysias, uh, I think that's how you say that name, came upon us and with great violence took him away out of our hands. God's always got somebody to protect you. I've had, I, there's been places that the police had to get me out of there because I was preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, and, you know, and you know, I wish people wouldn't believe the junk that a lot of people say about me, you know, that he's this and he's that. I mean, you, you've seen it over there. If you know anything about my ministry, I was accused of having four jets at one time, which I've never had in my life. I, I, I have a jet. And I bought jets, and they didn't tell you that I, get, I gave a, a very beautiful, a very expensive jet away. They didn't tell how many times that I, I flew people oh, who were terribly sick who would have died if I wouldn't have done it. And they don't know, none of that, see? But you know what? That was all right. God, I told the Lord, I said, well, they're persecuting me. He said, can't you handle that? I said, yes, I can. I said, how do you want me to handle this? He said, the joy of the Lord is your strength. You'll kill it with joy. And bless God, I just kept my keep preaching the gospel because, you see, I believe the way. Jesus is the way. Mm-hmm. He is the truth. Right. And he is the life. Amen. I no more. Be- I, I, I believe it. It's such a passion with me that um, the word retire is not a part of my and vocabulary. And you know what? You're contagious. I'm, I'm a very contagious I remember man. you preached that message in some place. I think it was <laughs> Alabama. I'm not sure where. But I remember the next night, these four young men came to church. They had T-shirts that were printed up, and they called them themselves the Pestilent Fellows. The Pestilent Fellows. <laughs> Why? Because you see, I'm not trying to get people to think like I think, but I am trying to get people to think like Jesus thinks. You know, I think I hope like that God. message is on our app. You may be able to go watch that whole message I would in have its brown entirety. hair. Wow. Very, very it's young. Not, it, I think that they're giving Do us a thumbs it, uh, up. It is. We got people behind the camera. It is on there. I mean, you would you really want hear, to see it. I, I talk real it's a fast. Classic. I still talk fast, but I talk super fast in those days. And I, was, <laughs> I had dark chocolate brown hair, but buddy. It's not just brown hair. Notice it's dark chocolate Chocolate brown, brown hair, praise the Lord. <laughs> and uh, we don't really know what color Kathy's hair is for yes, years we do. because she just changes it a lot. Can't but you, anyway. Can't you see? Can't, can't you see? <laughs> That's a song. You know, <laughs> you know before this uh, taping, we were chatting just a little bit, and I was just talking about how I'm still raising Jesse, you know. Raising. But when we were married, we were both so young, and you I said. You bought your first pair of shoes. But anyway. <laughs> he still loves to say that. He bought me my first pair of shoes. <clears throat> Good ones. <clears throat> he said right after, I, because I came from the country, a bayou area. No, you came from the swamp. <clears throat> That's way different than the country. <laughs> and so I, when he says that, I said, yeah, right, right before, clear your throat a little <clears throat> right before he, he had the webs between my toes surgically removed. Then he bought me my first It's the first cosmetic surgery. We had the webs <laughs> taken away uh, from my toes. That's, that's our little that's in, a lie. inside that's joke. A lie. I said, that's no, a he, joke. He, he did not buy me my first pair of shoes, no. but he's been buying lots of pairs of shoes since. <laughs> Ever since. And he may buy even more now if he doesn't. <laughs> He keeps talking that way. <laughs> I don't mind. <clears throat> but you know, I also told, I told you see, the crew. You're a pestilent shopper. <laughs> you got passion when you shop. That's good. Oh, you're trying to change the subject. No, no, I'm not. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I told him, I said, I'm raising him. And he, when I married this guy, he, didn't, he only had one hair on his chest. 
<laughs> That's true. <laughs> and now he's got well, a you lot. Wanna, I, I look like a gorilla <laughs> well, now. No, they're they're kind of white now, but. Oh, shut up, girl. <laughs> Yes, it's white. Well, what do you expect if you're white? Praise the Lord. See, that's why I don't dye my hair because I couldn't stop there. That's just dying dye my hair on my chest. Yeah, your eyebrows too are my eyebrows, of getting kind of white. I look like Mr. Clean, but I still got some hair. Praise the Lord. Thank God for that. You know, anyway. It looks like cotton. It does look like cotton. It's nice and soft. You know what a man did me one time? I was driving on our interstate out here, and I guess I wasn't driving fast enough. This kid, he must have been, I don't know, 19, 20 years old. He pulls over in the other lane, and as he drove by, he said, he said, pull it over, Q-tip. He called me Q-tip. I thought, what the matter is kidding? Q-tip. And I got to thinking, yeah, it does look like a Q-tip. I guess it does. You know? So I was going to stop him and clean his ears out. Praise <laughs> God, what I was going to do. You know? yeah, but I probably didn't. needed a good ear cleaning. Just let my light shine. G said, pray for him. I said, okay, Lord, knock his brains out. The Lord said, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, uh, you know we're enjoying ourselves here because, you know, we, we, we are so passionate about that. You people... That sent in all these wonderful testimonies. You know why you sent them? Not because you like us. I hope you do like us. Thank you. Because you're passionate about what you hear. You're passionate about what you believe. Read a couple of those, Kathy. Yeah, that, that and, the Lord to read and this is just a sampling that we oh, grab yeah. because we don't have a whole lot of time to read them all. But we get to read them after, uh, you know, when we're not on the, on the taping. Charles says, watching from Uganda, East Africa. Hallelujah. Julie says, when I first came to know Christ, it was because of you. I could laugh again. My life had so much oh, sadness back then. And I thank God he introduced me to you and your beautiful wife. I have to say that again. <laughs> you no. like her, huh? And <laughs> what about Julie's me? What about your <laughs> ugly Jesse and his beautiful wife? <laughs> I'm kidding you. Okay. okay. But Michelle, he got hair on his chest. <laughs> it says. <laughs> Go ahead, baby. <laughs> uh, Michelle says, amen, Jesse and Kathy, are a blessing and an incredible example of the love of God. Amen. <clears throat> See, now you wrote those in. You took time to do that. You didn't have to do that. Yeah. You know, we don't take, we don't take advantage. We, we're not some, we don't consider ourselves big shots or mm -hmm. like crazy, stupid stuff. You know, they watch but we it. we are a military commander. That's right. We're infecting the world with the good news of Ooh, the gospel. Read some Hallelujah. more. There's some more in there. Well, there's so many great ones. So Jen says, I love you guys. You have been a blessing to me and my family. I turned my life around after listening to you preach, Jesse. Praise I thank God. God for blessing you so you can spread his word to so many. That's what I'm talking about. Uh -huh. That's the Christian disease. That's change thing. Not, Jesse didn't do, all I did was preach what Jesus said. That's it. Wow. You see? Listen see to this one from the boardroom chat on YouTube. It says, uh, Earl says, God is using your messages to open my eyes so much, and I am thankful to the Lord for Kathy and Jesse. Connie says, watching from Tennessee, I've become a partner with you and am Praise learning so much while doing my job, my home job. I keep your messages playing all day while I work. And she's Thank a partner? Thank you so much for your teachings. Yes. Who is that? Connie. Connie. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Connie, for thinking about us. You know, I mean, you know, a lot of people, since you brought that up, I didn't know you were going to bring that one up. That a lot of people are partners to me. They just love us and, and they, they support us financially. When I say support us, I'm talking about the ministry. You see, and many people, one, I have to say this, and I'm so proud to say that we've been preaching 45 years, going on 46 now, and we've never had a financial deficit because of our faithful financial partners who actually finance this ministry. It takes millions a month. I wish it was, the, I wish it was you know, one million a month, but it's more, way more than that. You see, it just keeps going on. Why? Because the gospel has to be preached to the world. So thank you, Connie. Right. For doing that. Nothing too small, nothing too big. If some of you want to be a partner, you can be. 100% of it goes in the world evangelism. We're totally debt free. And me and Kathy does not ask you to do something we would not do. Me and Kathy are partners in this ministry. We believe it. Well, you're giving to yourself. No, we're not, because you have to understand the United States government. There's Jesse the Planets Ministries, which you watch it, and there's Jesse the Planets. Totally two different entities. See what I'm saying? Can't mix the two. You don't do that. You see? So if you'd like to, you can use PayPal if you want to, if you want to do that. You can go to JDM.org. That's our website and hit the donate button. But help me help you. I'm going to stop right here. If you don't want to, don't. Don't do it. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy what you do. If you enjoy it, hey, that's good. But I'll tell you what, for every dollar you send, we'll believe God for a soul into the kingdom. We'll believe God to get a body healed. We'll believe God to get things done, man. Because that's what it's all about. You know why? Because we pestilent fellows. 
with Christian That's diseases. Right. Do you have any more? Ben? Oh, lots of great. Well, I just want to some of the places people are writing in from is good morning. It says from Adelaide, Australia. I like Adelaide. Aloha from Hawaii. Blessings to you both. I love this one, Hawaii. Debbie says, I always look forward to the boardroom chats and learn so much. Thank you from England. This Stacy is writing in from Germany. Ayolanda from South Africa. Simon from Kenya. And um, this one is Ivana from Zagreb, Croatia. Oh, I like Croatia. Uh, Ivana is her name? Ivana? Yeah, Ivana. And this one says, um, Miriam says, Hello, I'm blessed to be able to follow you from France. The distance in God is nothing. May God keep blessing you abundantly for all you do to, for his kingdom. What's her name? Who's that person? Uh, Miriam. Miriam, I want you to believe God with it. I want, I want to go to France. I want to go back to Paris. I want to go back and preach in France. You know, Europe's been kind of shut down all that because of the COVID. As soon as that opens up, we'd like to come in there and preach. We can fly there and preach that gospel, and maybe we can meet you personally. That would be right, a blessing. Right. Any more, Kathy? Well, happy Thursday. It says, watching from Ontario, Canada. Greetings Praise from Lord. the Netherlands, Malawi, Africa. Malawi. And Kenya. And the Bahamas. Oh, I like the Bahamas. Yeah. These places you hear, because I, I literally travel all over the world preaching this gospel. People say, um, when are you going to retire? Well, when you're a pestilent fellow, that doesn't exist in your life. You know, it's possible, I guess, as you get older, you can slow down. And, you know, some people think I'm older, but I hadn't slowed down. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm amazed that uh, at, at the time next month, in about, in about 30 days, maybe a little less, I will be 72 years old. I don't know, feel 72. I'll probably look at, I don't care, you know. Doesn't make any difference. I'm just about the Father's business. I love this gospel. Mm -hmm. I can understand Paul saying, I got, I, got, I got to go. I got to go to Macedonia. He even I said, gotta go. I got I to go. Woe is me, is one scripture. He says, if I don't preach this, yeah. this See, gospel. See, that's a pestilent effect. Woe is, I'm, I understand He's that perfectly. He's constrained. He says he must. I've had out. people say, do y'all ever talk about anything different? Very seldom. I mean, even when we go out to eat, and we may go out and eat with friends, and we have a great time. We talk about a few things. Before you know it, the gospel comes. When we go on vacation, and, you know, we, we hadn't done this in a while, but me and Kathy and Jerry and Carolyn Savelle and Kenneth and Gloria Copeland and Dennis and Vicki Burke and Happy and Jeannie Caldwell used to go on motorcycle trips. Now, you know, we were supposed to so we could rest our minds. You know, we'd be preaching like crazy. We'd go, we called we'd ourselves down, the glory gang. There, and Buddy, <laughs> we'd come out and sit on the balcony. We all would try to get rooms as close as we could. You know, and so we'd, we loved the Estes Park. God, that place is beautiful. There's a hotel where... Uh, uh, big, the rooms deep the, balcony. Big balcony. So you could all... all of, People that had those rooms could go out in that balcony. And guess we'd come out with, with our Bibles. We'd sit down. Before you know it, we were preaching, spitting and <laughs> to each other. And, and I said, it's hard to, to get be... a word in edgewise. Yeah, Kathy was talking me. so much. <laughs> but I tell you, and, uh, and we would say, there's just so much. Don't y'all ever get tired? No. Why? Because it's such revelation. It's such an honor that God would choose us to preach this gospel. I mean, I mean that sincerely. That's what I mean by being the pest of the fellow. I love that way he says, a plague. A real plague. A real plague, a Christian disease. And I hope I'm getting this one thought over into your mind. Because you see, Jesus is worth living for. Right. And he's Amen. worth dying for. You know why I know that? Because he lived for me and he died for me. Mm -hmm. And he rose from the dead for me. Think about that. And he's coming back for me sooner than you think. Mm -hmm. I don't care if people think that's crazy, nuts, and all that kind of stuff. No, no. I heard one guy, supposed to be some smart guy. I looked out in those telescopes, and I didn't see God. Well, you Telescope? Know, yeah, you know, you, tell, you know, like Hubble, and they're looking at the wonders of the universe. I said, well, you know, you don't see the wind neither, but you breathe it. Oh, yes, I see the wind. No, you don't. No one's ever seen the wind. The wind is invisible. You saw the effects of the wind. You saw the tree do this. You saw how it affecting it, but you can't see it. But you don't deny it's there. You breathe it. Well, you may not see God, but he's there. He is there, and he's coming again. So we wanted to kind of talk about this. It kind of brought me back to my younger days of preaching way back when. Um, for we have found this man to be a pestilent fellow. And I'll be honest with you. I, my passion has grown even stronger. Mm -hmm. uh, I understand, I believe I understand the Word of God a lot more. And I feel like telling all of you, so if you're going through tough times, 
the disease that's in you, and I'm not talking about the physical one that's attaching itself to your body. I'm talking about this Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's far more powerful than cancer, diabetes, high blood pressure, crippling arthritis, infectious disorder. I believe the most unbelievable, impossible, yet doable things. I do. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I, I had a person years and years ago. Now, you, some of you are not going to believe this. I met this wonderful little child. Back in those days, they call it now mentally challenged. They used to call it retarded. They don't say that word no more. Thank God. Because I don't like that word. And I began to pray for that kid. And I said, the mother loved the child. I said, let's pray for God to really help this child's mind. When the child's fault, Satan will attack any kid. She said, okay, we must have prayed, oh, I'd say five, six, seven years. And then one day that thing began to happen. All of a sudden, that child just lost that look. You know how sometimes you see that look? Mm -hmm. And turned, graduated from high school, turned out to be one of the smartest kids. And it wasn't because of Jesse's plans. It was because the mother wouldn't give up. Right. And she found somebody like me who's a disease, mm -hmm. who was just willing to believe with her when everybody said, now, don't get your hopes up. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to get our hopes up. We're getting our faith up. You understand? That's right. To help this child. You understand what I'm saying? That's God's word. Well, we've been preaching this already over 50 minutes, Kathy. Uh, anything else you got to say before we close? I just feel like we need to pray for those that are watching today. All the things that you said, I'd like you to lead us in prayer. Yeah, let's pray. do that. Father, in Jesus' name, faith destroys all distance Thank between you, the people watching and us. I ask you to bless them in the city, in the field, yes, going Lord, in, going out. Them. If they're physically sick, Lord, by your stripes, they were healed. Thank you, I ask you to create a miracle in their body. Lord, I call upon the power of Christ in people yes. to become more passionate about this gospel. Be bold that, with their faith. Yes, Lord, Lord. that we'll be called real pests, a plague, a Christian disease, mm -hmm. that we're infectious. But we're so infectious with the good things of God, not with sickness and disease yes, and Lord. hatred and malice, Subia but with love and peace and long suffering and joy, every part of it. Lord, I decree and declare, and I ask you to bless people spiritually, physically, financially, thank you, Lord. every area of their life. And I thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen and amen. Once again, partners, thank you for being so kind, for supporting our ministry. You've been such a blessing. We're doing many, many things for the Lord. We're about the Father's business, I'm telling you, yeah. every day, every day. And we, oh, let me just say this, we're doing projects every day. And we're getting people saved every day. Every day. And to all you that write this right here, thank you. You didn't have to. And when we all get to heaven, we're going to talk about that. Do you remember them boardroom chats y'all used to do? Yeah, praise the Lord. And I tell you what, it's going to be forever. It's wonderful. So till next time, this is Jesse and Kathy saying we love you. We'll see you soon. God Bye -bye. bless you. Bye-bye.